1: And you're listening to Pop Health Week on the Blog Talk Radio and Affiliate Networks. This episode is brought to you by the Jefferson College of Population Health, the academic partner of the 17th annual Population Health Colloquium, being held in the city of brotherly love at the Lowe's Philadelphia Hotel from March 27th through the 29th. 2017. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Masters, the producer and co-host of the show, and joining me in the virtual studio, as always, is my partner co-finder here at Pop Health Week, Fred Goldstein. Hey, Fred. Hello, Greg. How are you doing today? I am doing well out here at O Dark 30. So today's (laughs) guest is... uh, Dr. David Nash, MD MBA, who is the Dean of the Jefferson College of Population Health. Dr. Nash was named the founding Dean of the College of Population Health at Jefferson University. In 2008, this appointment capped a 20, caps a 25year tenure on the faculty of Thomas Jefferson University. He is also the Dr. Raymond C. and Doris N. Grandin, Professor of Health Policy. The Jefferson College of Population Health provides innovative educational programming designed to develop healthcare leaders for the future. The the offerings include master's programs in public health, healthcare quality and safety, health policy, applied economics and population health. The Jefferson College of Population Health also offers a doctoral program in population health sciences. Dr. Nash is a board-certified internist who is internationally recognized for his work in public accountability for outcomes, physician leadership development, and quality of care improvement, repeatedly named to Modern Healthcare's list of most powerful persons in healthcare. His national activities cover a wide scope. Dr. Nash is a principal faculty member for quality of care programming for the American Association of Physician Leadership in Tampa, Florida, and leads their academic joint venture with the Jefferson College. He serves on the National Quality Forum Task Force on Approving Population Health and the John M. Eisenberg Award Committee for the Joint Commission. He is also a founding member of the AAMC IQ Steering Committee, the group charged with infusing the tenants of quality and safety into medical education and with that truncated introduction to Dr Nash Fred over to you let's get let's get to hear from what's on his plate
2: fantastic thanks so much Greg and Dr Nash welcome to the show again
0: thank you good morning
2: good morning it's a pleasure to have you and obviously this is quite the interesting time in the american political environment around healthcare And also an interesting time just from a provider perspective about population health. So this conference really is coming at an incredible uh, opportunity to kind of get together and see what's going on. What's happening this year with the colloquium?
0: Well, first of all, once again, thanks for having me on the show. And we are one week out uh, from the 17th annual colloquium. Uh, So Fred, uh, who knows what's going to happen one week from now? Um, So seriously, our field is front page news virtually every day. It is a truly a unique and unprecedented time to be in healthcare and to be focused on improving the health of the population. So we're very excited about uh, next week's debut of our meeting uh, where we've got over 600 people already registered, so I'm sure we're gonna have even more by the time Monday rolls around one week from today. So. Uh- Frankly, I, I don't think there's a better time to have a meeting in the middle of all this chaos, and uh, we're we're really looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, I think it's fascinating, you know, and it's not only this political chaos, but we're seeing the changes that are coming about by your efforts and the rest of us in, in population health. Yesterday, I happened to be down in Orlando, and what do I see but giant billboards from one of the hospital systems, a number of them saying... Ultimately, it's about fixing the health of communities, which is rather fascinating to see this rapid e- evolvement of this getting spread out into the, uh, into the healthcare sector. So you've got a bunch of great speakers coming in to talk about this. So who are some of them that will be talking specifically about what's going on in the community or if their are healthcare systems that would be of interest to people in that space?
0: Well, thanks, Fred. Yes. So, of course, our headliners are great this year. Uh, we've never had uh, Marilyn Taverner, so in her new role at AHIP, she'll be able to speak her mind, and her organization, of course, is uh, in the gun sites with regard to all aspects of reform, so I'm excited to have uh, Marilyn for the first time with us. Uh, Christopher Hunter, who's the Head of all mergers and acquisitions and strategic planning for a small company called Humana. And of course, uh, as our listeners probably remember, given the failure of the Aetna Humana merger and the failure of the Cigna Anthem merger, these companies are now going to be on a back to the business, you know, back to the core. And that means for Humana, probably lots of uh, mergers and acquisitions. So it'll be exciting to see what Chris Hunter has to say. Uh, I'm especially wound up about Tuesday night uh, when I've got probably the two most dynamic system leaders in the country on stage with me at a fireside chat, and that's, of course, uh, the Jefferson System president, Steve Clasco, and then Mike Dowling, the CEO of Northwell, on uh, Long Island, New York. So a Clasco-Dowling duel on Tuesday night, that should be headlines as well. And that's just the first day. So uh, including our editorial board meeting for the journal, population health management. So uh, I'm very excited about our lineup this year.
2: Yeah, it's really got folks from the provider side, the payer side, people who are down in the operational areas. It's kind of a full ticket of population health. No matter where you would touch it as an individual, you really should be coming to this thing because you're going to hear from people who not only give you those new ideas, but also from people who are actually doing what you may or may be trying to do.
0: Well, thanks, Fred. You're right. Uh, We say it's for folks emerging and current leaders across the spectrum. Basically, it's the waterfront of population health, and you're exactly right. Providers, payers, policymakers, academics, pharma, biotech, IT, and the best part is given that it's about a 700-person meeting, you could actually speak to people, and you could actually get some good networking done, and, and you could actually buttonhole the faculty, unlike some of the other gigantic healthcare meetings, which I won't name when it's just impossible to really have a serious conversation with any of the presenters. Uh, I think this is the unique aspect of what the Colloquium has evolved into, especially in the last dozen years
2: yeah it really is a great networking opportunity and i found you know over the last couple years i've come to it it's not only able to network with people in the industry who i may not have seen for a while or i've never met but also the speakers you know and they're coming down and talking to you and you can you can begin to get a better sense or ask specific questions about areas that you want to understand and so that sort of uh leads to the next sort of question for people coming what sort of things do they leave with what sort of uh uh, takeaways can they get from the conference?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think uh, the colloquium is set up to be a sort of state of the union, if you would, let me use that analogy. In other words, um, every year we want to make it newsy. We want to make it cutting edge. What's going on at that moment? And my goodness, Fred, what a difference between March of 2016 and March of 2017. Holy mackerel. So I think people are going to leave with uh, you know, state-of-the-art, where are we? What's going to happen to accountable care organizations and patient-centered medical homes? And how will we really implement MACRA? And then in light of the Trump proposals, what's going to happen to all of this? Nobody really knows the correct answer, so that's going to make it fun. And we're going to have every perspective. It's not just uh, uh, the Dems or the Republicans. It's uh, we got everybody, and we're very committed to making sure that we have a collegial conversation. So this is a neutral territory for everybody to participate.
2: Fantastic. And I know that also you've got these great keynotes and people can go to the, the website populationhealthcolloquium.com to find them. But you also have these breakout sessions and mini summits and concurrent sessions. Can you discuss some of those? I mean, you cover a broad yeah. range of areas.
0: Sure, I've kind of even lost track myself how many sessions we have, it's really fantastic. And I'm so grateful to our session chairs from literally across the industry and across the country. So let me hit some of the highlights with you. So certainly we care a lot about technology, so there'll be updates about uh, information technology, registries, the use of these tools to improve the health of the population. We care a lot about disparities in care and rural health. So there'll be people from Johnstown, Pennsylvania, talking about our new research center that we're going to dedicate in Johnstown tomorrow. There'll be folks from biotech who will be talking about the impact of Pop Health on mobile technology, telemedicine. And then there'll be folks from the community level like uh, New Ulm, Minnesota, talking about their eight-year effort to tackle hypertension and cardiovascular disease in this community in Minnesota, now part of a wonderful documentary. So we, we've we got it all, Fred, people on the very front lines of improving health down at the community level, all the way up to Maryland Taverner in Washington, D.C.
2: That's fantastic to think about, because at the end of the day, you do want to have individuals actually implementing these programs learning from others and saying how do we do this versus you know sort of what's going on at that big picture which is obviously critically important but at the end of the day it's that individual out there working with with another patient or community member et cetera, working to improve their health
0: you bet and uh, i'm especially excited always about what we call the closing health leaders panel and i know you and some of our listeners have been to this yeah it's uh, live television no three second delay, you never know what somebody's going to say. And uh, we like to keep people in their seats through the last session on Wednesday, you know, late morning, and I'm pretty confident we'll be able to do that. Uh, we have a couple of first timers too coming, people like uh, Amy Howell, the chief medical officer of uh, CAPG out in California, now evolving as one of the top representative groups of accountable care organizations across the country. Dr. Jennifer Schneider, who's the chief medical officer of Lavango. and if you don't know what Lavango is, boy, you belong at our meeting. Uh, also back is uh, Rita Numeroff from Numeroff and Associates in St. Louis. She's got the results of our annual chief population health officer survey, not even published yet, and she's gonna be on stage describing the results of this second survey. So that'll be newsworthy. And of course, Fred, who could forget, Tuesday morning, the second annual Hearst Health Prize, $100,000 to the winner. And that uh, last year, it was front page news on Modern Healthcare's website the moment that that was announced. So we're super excited about Tuesday morning.
2: So two areas I, I sort of want to touch on that you brought on. First, for, for those who don't know about your closing panel, which is really rather incredible, as you said, just live Here they come. Can you explain what you do with that? I'm always fascinated by that.
0: Sure. So uh, we try to get uh, a mixture of uh, leaders from around the country, men and women, providers, payers, academics, and we get up there. And since it's the closing part of the meeting, we've now heard from all the experts around the country for the last two days, essentially. So next Wednesday morning, the question is, what do we want to leave the audience with what did these experts think about the presentations, and what's their personal take-home message for the next year? So the reason it's uh, extra exciting is, of course, no one knows what's gonna happen. It's live on stage, they don't get the questions ahead of time, and it gives the participants an opportunity to think about their own experience at the colloquium and to filter that for the audience. Uh, So that's why it it really ends up being, I think, a wonderful way to close out our event every year. And, you know, Fred, I'm going to ask my usual ending question. So you've got two minutes in the Oval Office. What would you tell the president? (laughs) And this year, holy mackerel. (laughs) I can't
2: wait to hear what we uh, get from that.
0: People are going to say. I mean, it's going to be wild. Yes, it will.
2: Yeah, whether you're following on Twitter or in the news or... Facebook, there are a lot of healthcare comments being thrown up at the administration right now.
0: Right, and certainly by next week, we're going to have a little bit of background color on where uh, the Republican proposal really is. There's been huge pushback over the weekend by both the liberal Democratic uh, you know caucus, of course, and even the conservative part of the Republican Party. So they're, they're torn. Who knows what's going to happen? But look, Fred, you and I know at the end of the day, poor people in our country are going to suffer. So despite all of our enthusiasm and excitement for the colloquium, we're gonna refocus and recommit to talk about those social determinants of health. And we're gonna talk about the tens of millions of Americans who might lose their health care coverage, a big step backward for the nation, whatever your politics. So I'm gonna be sure from the pulpit that we keep the conversation focused on the facts, not the alternative facts, but the real facts.
2: Yeah, and I think it's it's important that, that as we've learned in the population health field, and as you just pointed out, whether it's the social determinants or being sure people have coverage, et cetera, um, we, we know what works in many senses, and we're learning more about what works every day. Uh, and many of those presentations will be right here at the at the colloquium where people could come and learn, hey, this is working in this community, and this is why you need to do it this way or try to do something in this manner. So I think it's important to bring these groups together and then allow for them to get that information. And then, as you said, feed it up to the, up to the White House, feed it up to Congress, say, here's what we think is important, and here's why. Here's the data to show it.
0: Well, Fred, you're exactly right, and uh, boy, you've got the insight. Another great outcome that we hope is people will learn what's working and, you know, what's not working. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to get back to the community with this information that's as current as possible and try to apply it. And, of course, we'll be talking about the latest research in our journal, population health management, We're gonna give an update uh, to the editorial board on uh, Monday evening. Uh, We're very excited this year. We've had more downloads and a better impact factor and more interest in the journal than ever before. So that's exciting. Uh, We're also gonna be talking about a possible third edition to our textbook. I mean, can you believe it? This thing has only been out in the marketplace less than two years, the second edition, and the publishers already pushing for another edition because of the demand. I'll give you an example. I mean, the textbook is used in more than 85 graduate programs across the country. So, you know, the reach of the colloquium is way beyond the two and a half days. that That's my point.
2: Wow, that's fantastic news on the uh, on the book. That is just great. And um, you mentioned also the Hearst Health Prize. And last year was the first year so We, you've gone through a selection process, sort of, how does that work?
0: Oh boy. Well, I don't know who the winner is, so I have plausible deniability, which is great, but (laughs) seriously, we got 150 applications from organizations, large and small, infamous and famous around the country. We had two filters, one by our faculty here at the College of Population Health, who went through all of the proposals. Then the faculty handed over about a score of those 150 to a panel of national judges, many of whom will be at the colloquium. And then the judges had a a two-tiered, two-opportunity approach to go through the final group. And the judges voted, and the vote is sealed. So we know who the winner and the runner-up is. And uh, this year we had you know uh, uh, this amazing two-part process with our faculty and with this uh, group of national judges. So um, uh, I'm very excited. And the senior leadership of Hearst Health nationally will be at our meeting, Dr. Greg Dorn, the chief medical officer of Hearst Health, my good pal. He's gonna be on stage with me as we hand over the prize. Uh, this year, we're also featuring an interview with last year's winners, of course, since it debuted last year, there were no former winners. So we're gonna actually have a panel of last year's winners to say, hey, uh, what have you been doing in the last year? How's it going? What, what changes have you implemented? And we're gonna hear from them and then we're gonna award the second annual prize on stage. So um, th- this is a big deal for us, certainly for our partners. We're grateful for the support of Hearst Health and uh, they're growing as a company too. So this is a great opportunity for us to be all together.
2: Yeah, and I think it's also a great opportunity and a great deal for the industry because it, it, it it's helping people get a better sense of what population health is, the different right. approaches to it. And really, um, it's important for us to recognize those people in the industry who are doing fantastic work. So it's great that, that Hearst Health came through with this thing and started with you and got this going.
0: Yes. Well, thanks, Fred. It, it was a uh, you know, long time in the planning process, debuting last year. I think we've improved the uh, traction uh, based on the number of applications. And having read a score of these, my goodness, there's some fantastic work going on around the country. Despite the insanity in Washington, D.C., at the community level, there are some fantastic top health accomplishments that we could really point fingers at and applaud and hold up, most importantly, hold up as potential national models.
2: Well, that's great. I'm really looking forward to that. And I am I am certain given how well you and your team runs this conference, it's always so smoothly done. I know there are people behind the scenes running around like crazy that we won't have an issue with uh, the wrong envelope at the award ceremony oh, for yes. your event.
0: Well, I'm, I am worried about that, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're going to make extra sure. Yes, we will. <laughs> Yeah, sure it'll be this fantastic. Is, this is far more important than best picture, that's for damn sure. <laughs>
2: that's that's right. Actually uh providing a positive impact and changing people's lives in the most important way around their health. So fantastic. Um you've been you've been doing this conference now for 17 straight years.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's been actually I think 14 or 15 uh with us. Uh, there were a predecessor organization that our partners, GHC and Peter Grant, but with us, it, we're trying to figure that out. It's either 14 or 15. So that just means we're getting younger every year, Fred. So, and I've got great help. Melissa Horowitz, Alexis, the whole team, and Peter Grant and his crew. Uh, so the good news is we're all still committed to it.
2: Looking Looking over that time period, What have you seen change about the conference?
0: Wow. God. So Fred, I I go back to when it was the disease management uh, meeting, then care coordination and then population health. And I think that's a mirror on our field. It started off just trying to get people to focus on improving health and then to focus on the coordination of that care. And I think ever since March of 2010 and the debut of the Affordable Care Act, uh, the meeting has been rocket powered because no matter what your politics, we have realigned the economic incentives. And I, I hope our listeners agree that no matter what Trump care might look like, MACRA is here to stay. So doctors and other providers have to figure out a way to get into those alternative payment models and those models that pay based on merit and improvement, to me, those are all code words for improving the health of the population. So I think the biggest part of the evolutionary ladder here has been realigning those economic incentives to focus on population health. And as you know, Fred, our mantra is, no outcome, no income. And I think it's (laughs) just as strong in 2017 as it was last year, perhaps stronger.
2: Well, and that brings up a great point. And some of the groups that maybe sometimes might not consider coming to a conference like this, but really should. And that is the individuals out there in some of these supply or pharma or other sectors who are going to be radically impacted over time by a shift in payment methodologies. And I know a couple of them I've been talking to over the past couple of months and this year have said, can you come in and talk to us about how this will impact us, how we need to change our approach and focus. And I think that a lot of those groups would get that information by showing up at the colloquium.
0: Boy, Fred, that is a great observation. And as our sophisticated listeners know, well, everybody's in on this act. The entire supply chain is going to be turned upside down. Uh, Everything from orthopedic prostheses to the IV bag and the antibiotics Uh, The entire supply chain is uh, totally going to be transformed. The technology is going to be transformed. I mean, when you think that, you know, Philips is our biggest sponsor this year, our diamond grantor, they weren't even in this business last year. It's pretty incredible. So Mm -hmm. instead of making light bulbs, Philips says, hey, the world is aging. We want to help the world to be healthier, and then they go and buy companies like WellCentive. It's just a great, uh, you know, barometer of where the marketplace is. Uh, ditto for Healthways, now called Tivity, and their work with Jeff Arnold and Sharecare, incredible. Uh, and then we've got IBM Watson. I mean, you know, they've been on a buying spree for the last uh, year and a half, so they're they're up there. And then there's smaller companies that probably haven't had an opportunity to be at a national meeting like Eagle Dream and Tap Cloud, all of whom have some pretty cool products. So uh, we've got everybody. And I, I think it's a real reflection on where the marketplace is going.
2: Well, it, it certainly is. And I think all of those groups you mentioned, as we talked about earlier, it's an opportunity to to, to talk to these individuals who, are, whether they're with IBM Watson or Sharecare or Tiviti or Humana or Accenture or the others that will be there, and and uh, and figure out. Well, is this a group maybe that I want to work with? Is this somebody I can learn from and and grab some information? You know, what are they doing in this space? So I think that whole networking opportunity, as well as the presentations, just creates a great environment with all these different companies coming together.
0: Right. Well, we we really work hard on that, as you know, and all of the sponsors from top to bottom are sending big teams as well so there'll be an opportunity to speak with each of the sponsors of course our exhibit hall is sold out so we're going to have very deliberately the breaks and the breakfast and lunches right in the exhibit hall and once again it's a comfortable space you can really get to speak to people you don't have to walk 10 miles like at some other healthcare meetings so it's a great environment to get to meet new people too
2: yeah, and I know, uh, you know, as you said, we're coming up on a, a week out, obviously excitement. More and more people are re- going to register and are registering now to come to the conference. But there's also another way to attend the conference without having to travel. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Sure, sure. Well, due to the amazing technology with our partners, GHC, uh, we've got more than 80 people already signed up online. It's going to be simultaneously web broadcast, very high fidelity, And then uh, if you miss that, we'll be happy to sell you the DVD or the memory stick uh, of the meeting. But the good news is there'll be scores of people online watching live. And, Fred, as you know, we work very hard from the pulpit to make sure that our online colleagues get a good experience. And uh, we're very appreciative of their support.
2: Yeah, it's great. So, particularly those people, you know, who can't get there, it's a little bit late or something. You can get the whole conference experience online and and really participate. So, fantastic that you offer that option as well.
0: Great, great. And uh, we we take that part very very seriously. And they ask questions, and we do answer their questions, uh, you know, live as well.
2: So we're coming up on the last ninety seconds or so here. Um, I'm looking forward to next week. I know you folks are working like crazy. Any final words you'd like to offer here?
0: Sure. So, you know, Fred, at the end of the day, it's not about us. It's not about the colloquium, not about the headline speakers. It's all about improving health of the population. That's our core mission.
2: Well, thank you so much, David. It's been a pleasure again having you on and looking forward to seeing you next week at the Population Health
1: Colloquium.
0: And thanks again for your support.
1: You're welcome. Over to you, Greg. And that'll have to be the last word for today's broadcast. I want to thank our special guest, Dr. David Nash, Dean Jefferson College of Population Health, for this preview of the the Population Health Colloquium and additional industry insights today. It's not too late to register for the 17th Annual Population Health Colloquium in uh, philadelphia pa from the 27th to the 29th the lowe's philadelphia hotel for more information check out the program agenda keynotes and participating faculty at www.populationhealthcolloquium.com and for more information on the hearst health prize for excellence in population health visit www.jefferson.edu forward slash health prize For Dr. David Nash, the Population Health Colloquium, my colleague Fred Goldstein, this is Greg Masters saying bye now.